Aftershark MMA Show. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. To me, we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com, and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com, and the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Right, guys we're back on the mark the shark MMA show today we got zane along with uh master steven lynn who happens to be at his restaurant so before we get started talking about last night's fight between woodley and uh gilbert burns let's give a quick shout out to steve to give a shout out about your restaurant on to everybody on the show you're in rockaway right that's correct she's in rockaway yeah so if you guys are into some um, good chicken, you happen to live in the Rockaway area of New Jersey, stop by and check it out. Uh, so now back to uh, the subject matter at hand between. Uh, so what did you guys think of last night's fight, particularly? Uh, I only caught the main event. Steve, I know you probably watched the, the whole thing, so you could probably give more details on it. I don't know if you want to start with the the. Uh, go right to the main event or if you wanted to start with like McKenzie or something or yeah yeah I saw the I saw the McKenzie fight so yeah that one was by submission so what what were your thoughts on that one she was actually struggling a lot in the first like two minutes I think uh I'm not do you know if she's like she's a wrestler I don't think she really has any wrestling background right or judo she did hit a good Ushimada but I remember she was having a lot of problems clinching up and kind of uh Basically taking the fight into her realm in the first in the beginning. 
So yeah, but the so, fight ended in the first round, right? Eventually, she managed to get into um, she got into a uh, leg lock position, but she wasn't. I mean, like I said, she was kind of struggling with the bat with the grappling in the first few minutes. I feel that in her previous fights, that's actually kind of been the case, right? She usually has a little bit of issues taking the other girl down. Yeah, I don't. I, I would understand it, you know, especially in today's world. You know, you would think that more of these uh, jujitsu players would focus more on the wrestling. You know, you know, most you got to get the fight to the ground. That's your. Yeah, sport, most of them do. Right? Most of them do. Do you think like Maya? Maya has really good wrestling. Maya's one Bird, of the Burns. Burns. Gilbert Burns actually took down Tyrone Woodley twice yeah. in their fight. So yeah. the wrestling is there. The wrestling is there. But Mackenzie seems to be the one person. That's a really, that's really specialized. So. Yeah. But I, I think she has a background in judo, if I'm not mistaken, because I think her father was, is a black belt in judo. Yeah, so she actually has, that's probably she why has, she tried that Uchimata that you were referring to. She actually got the Uchimata eventually. But like I said, she had a lot of problems initially just um, really working the clinch. Yeah. Well, she was there. Well, she was there. She got the leg lock position. You know, everyone's doing that these days. And then she got that knee bar. So, yeah, that's cool. If, uh, Mark, if I, uh, as far as Mackenzie Dern, I have she's been so incredibly dominant in the jujitsu world, where she probably has been so comfortable just saying, "Oh, this is going to be my go-to world. I, I can just." You know, I could just train in the other arts and, and just to be well-rounded. But I think she's starting to realize that at this elite level, as she moves up the ladder, she has to be great everywhere. She just can't be great on the ground. And that has helped her, definitely. You know, she's able to, to do maybe, uh, you know, a half-assed takedown. And, like, as soon as she gets her, her hands around, like a leg or something, when she goes to the ground, she's usually fine. But the past... The past two or three, five, I think she lost her last fight. I mean, she, she won this one, but I, I'm almost positive she lost her last fight. Was that right? Let me look up really quick. I think she might have, yeah. yeah. I think she, uh, she lost to someone who was pretty dominant on the feet. And she, uh, she even though she, she's, and even Mackenzie Dern has, has said in the past, she, her stand-up was horrible, where she would punch and kind of look away. She was, it was very elementary. and. You know, even though it's getting better, she's got to put more time in the gym on her, like you guys said, her wrestling has to be sharper, quicker, stronger. Um, you know, she has to know what she's doing to get them to the ground better. And she's got to learn how to, how to really stick that jab and move. She's got to learn how to not kind of like just raise her head up and just leave her chin out there. She's going to get knocked out. But I mean, obviously she's a great fighter. But I do feel that the, the major hole in her game is, you know, not sticking her chin out there, not just running into a punch, and, and knowing how to, to, to use her strength. She's probably got a lot of strength in a punch. She's got to know how to throw it right. Yeah. She was actually, she was actually getting muscled around a little bit. That's the thing. So I, I thought she'd be more kind of physically dominant, especially with all that jujitsu and grappling experience. But that other girl's actually kind of moving her around the octagon, was kind of shrugging her off. So that's why I surprised really? me. Yeah. And then what did you, know, you think? I'm oh, sorry about that. No, that's okay, Mark. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I didn't know how much time you wanted to talk uh, about this particular fight. But I remember uh, Kat Zingaro. She was talking about Mackenzie Dern. Um, I think it was like she fought her a couple of years ago in a jiu-jitsu tournament. And, uh, you know, even now Kat Zingaro is, is good. 
but even she was able to take her down pretty much at, at will. So as, as far as her, the things that I feel that she should work on, definitely the stand-up and, and just the wrestling. The wrestling has got to be there. If she was, you know, if she really be, uh, raised her game in those two areas, then I can see, you know, given her, you know, we'll probably get into a title shot. But right now, I don't know if she, if she really has it, but she has yeah. all the tools. Yeah, I kind of agree. Now, Steve, what do you think of that other fight with uh, Roosevelt Roberts and Brooke Weaver? Because that looked like that was a, another submission win. Yeah. In the second round, though, this time. Which one? Who do you look up? The, uh, the Roosevelt fight. Roosevelt Roberts versus Brooke Weaver. Roosevelt Roberts oh, yeah, won yeah. by... Uh, I only caught... Yeah, I caught the... Uh, I caught the ending of that fight, the rear naked choke. But I didn't yeah. actually see most of it. Uh, there's another good fight right after that. Billy Quarantino versus Spike. Yeah, I what are your thoughts on that? that yeah. Basically, it was a uh, black belt BJJ Billy fighting this guy who was, uh, I don't think he was a wrestler. He was this really strong guy. He was able to, the uh, Billy the Jiu-Jitsu guy was actually, he's able to control him for a lot of fights. But the guy was, the other guy was just like, had this massive strength advantage. He, he actually, uh, got caught in the triangle chokes a few times and to defend against it, he would just pull straight out. Oh, that, really? That he would just, like, pull out of it. So, I mean, obviously, it was like, this was like the secondary rounds. So there was no gi, no gi, you know, they're wet. But just, just being able to see that kind of, like, show of strength without really the, uh, not doing the escape in the technical way. That was, for me, that was, I was surprised I could be pulled up at the UFC level, so. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Now, yeah, now getting back to the to the main card with Tyrone Woodley, I caught that because I was like uh, busy watching uh, a movie with my kids, so but I wanted to catch the UFC fights. So when I turned it on, it was right to the main event, so I just started with that. I'll watch the rest of it later. But yeah, I was I was very disappointed in Tyrone Woodley, man. I'm starting. What, I don't know if he's injured or if he just. Felt, I mean, it's a little different when you're in the ring, right? It's so much easier to judge when you're outside the ring. So I don't know, like, if he was in there and he just just felt something think, from Gilbert Burns. I think Woodley, I think Woodley, it's, when I saw him, uh, when I saw him go against the Wonder Boy or I saw him go against um, other fighters around that time, he seems to do well when when there's no pressure but when he went up against the champion there was always pressure they were in your face and if he's going up against somebody who's comparable in size and strength and someone who's gonna you know put the pressure on Woodley does not do well there Woodley likes to explode and then take break explode and then take a break but I, I think it was um, from what I understand, it was the, and it could have been a, you know, a long layoff and, you know, he could have just had, you know, he was relying on what he used to rely on, which was his speed and strength, but that doesn't last very long. So, you know, Steve, you, you, you could tell me uh, more. I don't know what your opinion is on, on, on that fight. Yeah, you were actually, uh, I know you said you didn't see the fight, but the way you described it, that's actually exactly what happened. Uh, Woodley had his for most of the time. It was uh, he was he had his uh, back against the fence. It was Gilbert that was in his face advancing the entire time. He actually in the first round he actually got dropped immediately, 
And then uh, I think Gilbert actually had mount on him for the first about three minutes. And I think after that, after that, I think he was a little bit, uh, he was a little bit, what's the word, gun shy. He yep. knew this yeah. was a guy that yeah. yeah. hammered that first round. He knew this was a guy that had power to, he knew this was a guy that Gilbert had was just as athletic, just as explosive, has the same power that he does. So I think once he felt that power, he was very hesitant for the rest of the round. And he was, like, uh, like, sat, like um, our friend was saying, for, um, there's definitely a very typical Tyrone Willie fight where he would explode for a short burst, but then for maybe about 80, 89% of the time, he was kind of hang back, let the other person advance, let the other person you know, push, push him against the fence. Mm, and yep. it just happened over the course of five rounds. And then when you, have, when you fight like that, you know, the judges are going to see it. The judges are going to see that you're on the defensive. You're the one who's being backed up. You're the one who was taking all the – I got dropped. Well, he got dropped twice, actually. And was taken down. Yeah. Even with all his wrestling credentials, the jiu-jitsu guy actually took him down twice. But when you see that over the course of five rounds, there's no way you can do, do anything but lose a unanimous decision, which is what happened. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, if he was – like, you know, if his camp actually prepared him – had some kind of game plan, and then when he went in there, it just went out the window. It's a little different when you're in the ring with the person, you know? Like, you could be in the ring with the person, you do all the training, and then something throws you off with the guy that you're fighting. And then all that's, of your game plan was goes out the door. That's an, excellent, uh, that's an excellent point to bring up. I think that some fighters are a little bit more uh, – they're able to handle that stress – of, okay, things are not going my way. Let me listen to my coaches and not lose their cool or uh, just kind of uh, not really give up, but they, they just <laughs> lose track and it's hard for them to focus or it's hard for them to have that motivation to just change things and do what they're instructed to do. To do. So that, I, I think that's a great point to bring up, Mark. Uh, there's, yeah. there's some fighters who you see, like Justin Gaethje, uh, making those adjustments, and then some fighters they just they just can't seem to bring themselves to listen to their coaches, who have that outside view. Yeah, I, I, don't think, think, I think I think a lot of the uh, more explosive fighters that are heavy rely on their athleticism and their power, they tend to kind of be more of those uh, type of people. Once they see that they're they can't land that one big punch or get that dominant you know takedowns over and over again, that's when they start kind of mentally falling apart. They don't really have a Plan B to fall back on, even even their even their coaches are giving them alternatives to change the game plan up in the middle of the fight. They're so used to just being able to impose their um, plan A that when they have to use plan B, they're not really able to make that mental shift. So mm -hmm. yes, so Steve, now, do you I, think I wanna... it's the coach's fault or do you think it's the fighter's fault? I think it's a combination. I think what Steve uh, and I agree so much on what Steve was saying that. You know, take a look at someone that is maybe similar to Tyrone Woodley, somebody I was thinking of in the, uh, a couple of years ago, Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans, he was, when he first came in, primarily a wrestler, a lot of strength there. And then later on, he got, you know, great stand-up. But there were certain guys that uh, Rashad Evans was just not able to handle. If Rashad Evans was not able to land that big takedown, or to, to hit him with his big bombs. Like Steve was saying, um, there are certain fighters that are very one or two dimensional and just, if they don't have their one or two big setups that they can rely on, where if they're getting outmatched by something that is a strength of theirs, 
it just seems to be very difficult for them to to switch. It just seems like uh, even Rashad Evans. I remember one time in an interview, he was saying that I don't understand. It used to be so easy, and it's because a lot of fighters, like every couple of years, they cross train or they train a certain way. Where now those strengths that those older UFC fighters who were so dominant, they just can't rely on just that one or two things anymore. It's it's getting a lot more difficult to be great. I mean, use uh, Rashad Evans as your example. Well, actually, I think I have a better one. I think Brock Lesnar is probably the – that's the one person I was thinking oh, of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, though really? I read that, even when he was uh, – even before MMA, when he was doing uh, wrestling college, my heard is that if he couldn't get his big double leg right off the match, a lot of times he tended to have uh, – he would mentally check out. A guy that he couldn't double leg right away. And, yeah, you see that in a lot of his uh, – you'll see – you saw his UFC fights, right? There was yeah, a person yeah. who came last good, a person who could match him wrestling-wise. Or even yeah. Shane Carwin, when he couldn't take him down in the first round, he just kind of like kind of shows up, curls up, and then, and then eventually that's it. Sometimes he come, sometimes he come back like he did in that Shane fight, but a lot of times if he couldn't get that that you know those take that wrestling game off, then it was over for him. So yeah, I wonder if there's a way that trainers can help the fighters with that. Steve, Steve looks like he's uh he's uh, deep into business and a meeting. Guy never sleeps. <laughs> I'm never sleeps. He's hard. He's hard work. He's a hard worker, man. Yeah, especially now. This is it. And it, like, as everybody can see, because of the coronavirus, he's wearing a mask and everything. So, I have to you know? I have respect Steve. Even he's wearing his mask, even when, uh, even when people are not in the store. There, there are even sometimes I go into, which I've allowed myself to go to certain other places, and you know, you have like you know, four people wearing a mask and then there's just one person that's not wearing a mask. I'm like, how could you not be wearing a mask? And I can see already just from his restaurant how immaculate it is. It's clean. He's keeping it to a small crew, maybe just himself and one other guy. Like there are some people that own places that are not doing that. So I have to give you a, I have to give you a compliment yeah. on how he's choosing to Thank run your you business. So remember, guys, if you're in a Rockaway area and you want a good chicken meal, stop by Steve's place. See what's the name of it again? Cheese chicken. Cheese chicken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on Route 46, right? Yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll see a sign if you're in a Rockaway area on Route 46. It's got a billboard sign up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think is next for Tyrell Woodley? Do you? Think, uh, he's obviously, uh, he's definitely not advancing. I think mean, this might give him. Uh, this is my guess. I think they're gonna give him Colby next. I know that's something that's a fight that's been brewing for a while, and now they're. I think Colby's coming off a loss as well. So that seems kind of the uh, logical matchup for me. I th I think he's gonna have a really tough time with Colby because Colby yeah. uh, was able to match uh, Usman, the champion. Uh, for a long time, even though Usman was getting the better of him, it was it was a close fight for a long time. And I have to say, even though I don't like Kobe Covington, the guy has stamina. He's got power. He's got stamina. I mean, he he can walk the walk. It's just that he wasn't, you know, able to beat the champion. But you know, the guy's good. And I yeah. think that uh, I think what we were talking about before, Woodley's just he's got to change up his camp. He's got to decide to say, I've been relying on certain things too much and I got to be able to train where I'm going to go and go and go. And he, 
if Woodley can turn around and say, I'm going to put the pressure on instead of being, uh, you know, laid back and, and just kind of pick my punches, if he can put the pressure on people and not be afraid to engage, I think, I mean, he would, he would be unstoppable again. I remember when he, when he knocked out um, – uh, what's, the, what's the other guy? Uh, Lawler. The, yeah, uh, Lawler. No, yeah. not even Lawler. He knocked out uh, somebody else. It was another – And Koscheck was someone who was able to, uh, for the most part, put the pressure on, and he had a lot of power, great takedowns. But then he, you know, he got beat by Woodley. Like that was the one, one of the big fights that kind of made Woodley uh, in his career. And then he started to step up. If he's able to put, if he's able to train where he can, like, where he, where he has the, the stamina round after round to put the pressure on and not get tired that's what he needs to do and then and then i think the kobe Covington fight would be a great fight for him because i think he's got a lot of power he just he just didn't distribute it mm. now aren't they both with isn't woodley with american top team yeah I yeah woodley's, have, uh, woodley's american top team uh and woodley too right yeah yeah uh is, is with uh Hard Knocks 365. That's the team that you know, Black. Do you remember uh, Black Zillions? Yeah. Oh, 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 they changed. They, oh, yeah. they uh, broke off and, and did their own thing. Yeah, yeah. Hard Knocks 365. Yeah. Now, do you think nope. Tyrone should change camps? Well, I'm wondering if he should go back to his wrestling roots. That's what I'm wondering. Well, I don't even my, see my thing is this. He's, I'm not saying that he has to change. In my opinion, I don't think he has to change a camp. But sometimes fighters do, um, you know. That's just the way it is. But I just feel that if Tyrone Woodley can somehow change his training, where he's going to allow himself to be able to put the pressure and and go for broke, uh, continue not where he has to just swing for the fences, but where he's not using all his power in every punch, like Gaethje, where he's going to. Just put the pressure, put the pressure, put the pressure, back him up, um, cut off the ring, and, and start throwing punches, not just two, three at a time or one at a time. And he's got to also incorporate, you know, his kicks and, and, and just mix it up. But it's got to be a constant threat. If Woodley can be a constant threat, he's, he's got so much power. I, wouldn't, I mean, I don't think anybody would want to fight him. But he's, you know, he allows people to set up. He allows people to get out. He allows people to, you know, to move around. And you can't, as a UFC champ, which he was, you got to just, you got you got to get in their face constantly. Yeah, I, you were, I remember you mentioned before that uh, Tyrone, Tyrone tends to struggle against fighters that are in his face. Kobe's definitely going to be in his face. Lawler in a newer guy. You guys still there? No, just because Kobe was just, just Kobe was just like um, punching him, grinding him down the entire time. That uh, Mahler couldn't really go up any of his big punches. I mean, I think Kobe would do the same thing to uh, he's just kind of nullify him, you know, wear him down to the point and then he was big. I go for it's the
Nick Cole okay. would be a great, but I don't think it's a good match. That even though, um, you know, he wants to come back, even though Woodley wants to come back now and into it, I just think it, he's, uh, yeah, he's got to change up his routine. He's got to, he's got to change his, uh, his way of fighting. And I don't think it would be a very huge adjustment. I just think it's, it's a, com- it's a comfort um, issue where some, some fighters are just so comfortable doing what they've been doing and they, and they really don't want to put the time and energy into changing or, or at least making those difficult, uh, those, those minor adjustments that will make him that much more of a threat. I, w- I was even saying, I don't know if he has the frame. He just, uh, he just seems very, very muscular. I don't know if he would want to just cut down to 155 and see how that works. But I don't, I don't think he could. I don't think he could make it lightweight. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he struggles. I think he struggles to make 170. Yep. He probably. I'm guessing he probably walks close to uh, 200, based on his frame, the way he looks. So, that was, so 155. I think unless he just basically, unless he basically turns himself into. Uh, I don't know, like a starving. Well, maybe, let's see, like yeah. What if he? What if he went up? If he went up to one eighty five, does he have like now? He just doesn't have to cut weight. He could just you know be himself, and he probably weighs about one eighty five, one ninety normal. Yeah, but then you'll be finding guys that are like cutting down from like two ten. That's he's kind of stuck, you know. Well, maybe like would he? Would he have to be as fast going up? I mean, so maybe he wouldn't have to worry too much about the the constant attack or the speed. I don't I don't know if that would help or not. I mean, it might help his cardio. I know there, there's actually been a trend of kind of guys moving back up in weight class, right? Like Dallas Rose on 170. I mean, those Angelos move back to 170. And they yeah. still they be okay at those uh, higher weight classes. So yeah. maybe the uh, argument can maybe be yeah. made for him to move up, you know. And Zane, I was right. Remember when I said that I thought this Gilbert went up a weight class? I was right. He went, he's he was lightweight. He was lightweight, lightweight yeah. before this. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I tell you, he's he's got a lot of size for an ex-lightweight. Yeah. It was all muscle. Like, he didn't get any fat. I was like, wow. I, I, and I was surprised. I don't know how tall Woodley was, but I was actually surprised to see how they were almost the same height. I didn't realize that either Woodley's a lot shorter. No, I mean, they're both no, I mean, they're both five nine, I think, officially. So, yeah, because I always thought like Woodley was like five ten, six feet, and I'm like, no, well, well right that's the door. thing. I think uh, I remember, which was insane if you were to do it, but I remember uh, Conor McGregor one time had a confrontation with Woodley, and Woodley was like, uh, after he uh, after he won a fight, um, Woodley was said, "Man, I'll take that fight right now." He's like, "We can hook that up," but. Conor McGregor would be stupid to take that fight because I think that uh, I don't think he's going to fight at 170 anymore. I think that he took the Cowboy fight because he Cowboy was an ex 155er and so was Conor, and it was a it was a you know get back into it. You know, it, it was a a throw a, whatever you call it, a throwback fight or um, um, a startup fight for Conor to get back into it. I think everyone knew that he was going to beat Cowboy, even though Cowboy is tough. I just think that it wasn't so much of a threat but i don't think that connor should stay at 170 i don't think he's got the size to be able to mess with with you know look at look at uzman look how big uzman is compared to connor 
Yeah. I think Connor, I think Connor fights at one seventy is gonna be against other guys that used to fight lightweight, like uh, Jorge Masvidal or right. Uh, even when he fought Nate, when he fought Nate, right? Nate used to be lightweight as well. So he's gonna be fighting guys like that. Yeah, but, but I I think that they're I I don't I don't see if he who knows who knows if he's gonna stay at one seventy. Maybe he'll 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 bulk up and maybe he'll still have the same power. I don't know, but I think it would be smart if Connor, you know, went for went down to i would love to see whether gaethje wins or not against um uh, against uh khabib i would love to see a gaethje connor fight because i think that gaethje would would destroy him i think that gaethje put on such a show against tony ferguson i don't think that connor can take the type of beating that tony did which i never even thought that tony would be able to take that beating but yeah Gaethje has, I mean, he showed a lot of uh, improve, improvement with his defense. But for most of his career, he's been known for pretty, pretty, being pretty hittable. He's been knocked out a few times already, so his chin's not – he doesn't have an iron chin either. Connor's really good, but he, you know, Connor's known for his accuracy. Or landing. That's why he'd be um, down so easily. He's really good at you know, finding that chin, laying those bombs from the right place. And yeah. just, Justin, Justin gets hit a lot, even in the fights where he wins. So, I'm not – I mean – I think uh, I think Gaethje would actually be uh, easier fight. Not saying that Connor would win, but he would be a better matchup for for Connor than someone like Khabib. You know, so. yeah, right, well, right. We could all dream because <laughs> I would like to see all those fights. You know, the rematch now, of Khabib, Khabib versus Gaethje. Mark, I have to ask Connor. you a question. I don't know if this could be just a Facebook thing or yeah, but is it true? That there's actually a possibility for Connor to fight Silva. I don't. I saw that too on Facebook. I don't know if that's real or not. Like, so I, I think I, I Silva know if, is uh, asking for it, right? I, I'm not sure who asked for it. I think Anderson uh, Silva asked for it. I just don't know if it's true or not. But I would yeah, watch I don't it. Know. I would I, watch I would, it. I would watch it too. I mean, I, I like I, I like that matchup. Uh, it would be a stand-up war, and I, and I, you know, if Silva's in decent shape, I think he would have the the length to uh, to keep him at bay. Yeah, I think we catch him. Let's see. Yeah, I, I really don't know if that's uh, if that's real or not. But yeah, I saw that on Facebook too. But I'm not sure. Just like I heard. Uh, uh, John Jones and Dana got into a little argument over money, obviously. So that he's saying that he's asking, I don't know if this is true, that John Jones is asked to be released from UFC. But where is he going to go? UFC is the only one, that's gonna, like during now, during the COVID thing, that's actually able to pull anything off. Bellator's not able to pull anything off. Whether uh, John Jones leaves or stays, he'll be he'll he'll be around i think that um you know these are negotiations this these are threats negotiations i think uh i i think everyone knows that it's best if john jones stays in the ufc because he's still well liked in the ufc i honestly think that john jones last his last fight and his last fight i think i i think it was a close fight but i think that he lost and i think that he's i think he's ducking you know his the other guy. Oh, okay. Thank you. He's getting an order in. 
He's getting, he's making money, man. He's multitasking. You gotta give it to him. He's doing a podcast. He's always multi, he's always multitasking. He could be having a full blown on conversation about jujitsu, and he could be playing a video game, winning. Yeah. So, so Steve, we, I, we got a question for you because I don't know if this is true. Is it true about that? I saw a Facebook post. I don't know if it's fake or not. That Anderson Silver is asking McGregor for a fight. Yeah. I have I I haven't seen that in any of the um, MMA blogs or news sites I follow though. So it's probably fake, right? What was the What was the source? Oh, it's just a Facebook post I saw with a picture on it. I don't know. Did they even, did they even link to anything? Nah. They yeah, just right. said Anderson Silva's look. Anderson Silva's looking to fight McGregor. Wait, but what was the Facebook page though? Was it for a website, an MMA website, or something else? No, no, it was just a picture. I don't know who posted it. I don't know. It might have been an MMA forum that I'm in. And what are, what are your thoughts on John Jones? Is a little spat with Dana. He's having a little spat with Dana because he wants about that. Uh, what's that guy's name? Because they're trying to trying to put that fight together between him and um, Francis. Oh, Not Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I honestly think that would be an interesting fight. I just don't know if it would be smart for John Jones at this point. It's smart for Ninganu. I mean, that's a money fight. But yeah. I honestly don't think that um, John Jones does too well with guys who are his size or bigger and have more strength. I mean, look at his last opponent. Yeah. What do you think, Steve? Mm. The guy doesn't really have good grappling, right? I can see no. John Jones controlling him, taking him down for you know five rounds. I can see that happening. Yeah. But yeah, you, you heard you heard about the spat between him and Dana, though, right? Between John Jones money. and Dana. Yeah, something to do with money. Yeah, he asked for X. Dana says that's unrealistic considering the environment because they're not. If they have it soon, it's not going to be an arena where they can sell tickets because of the the uh, Corona lockdown. It's just going to be pay-per-view so they're not going to make as much money although they might because it's the only thing to watch but who knows yeah i've heard i've heard the, the little spat for sending text and then he called dana a liar i did go on uh, on um because i heard about it through youtube and then but i didn't see dana white's side of it supposedly dana white's like going off on it too but but uh so sal thinks Jones may lose. Who do, who do you think would win if, if they if they would go at it? I I think if it was Francis Ngannou and Jones, that's what yeah. we're talking. About. Yeah. I I honestly, I would have to lean towards Jones only because he has the ability to uh, fight uh, standing up and also on the ground. Um, if Zingano is able to move and not get taken down. Then definitely Zingano. Uh, I, I think uh, Ningano would take it. But I know, uh, I think Steve uh, was saying before that Jones would probably, you know, fake standing up and then boom, take him down. And he would, yeah. he would take him down, take him down. And then if Ningano got a little bit tired, then it would be a lot easier to, to move around the punches. Jones wouldn't uh, lose his, his strength as fast as Ningano. And I think it would be – it would probably take 
I don't think it would be a very quick submission. I think it, it would take probably a couple of rounds for Jones to tire him out. Um, you know, Ningano is bigger and stronger than any guy that he's ever fought. Um, but, but look how well that Jones did not do against his last opponent. Yeah. And, and he had a lot of difficulty taking him down. And Ningano is even bigger. Now, I don't know how great Ngannou I mean, Ngannou is. The guy was a better wrestler, though. Ngannou has a, he has a tendency to, to gas out. His, his grappling is very questionable. So I'll, even if um, Ngannou definitely has a strength advantage, I don't know that's uh, – I don't know to uh, nullify the, the wrestling and grappling edge, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, Steve's probably right. I mean, the other his, – his last opponent was a, a better wrestler, obviously. But if Ngannou's going to take this fight – he better do nothing else other than uh, take Cross. down. Cross yeah, that. Cross. Yeah. 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 We, could all, we could all dream. So hopefully, Dane, if you're listening to this, have Ganji Vice Connor and Nagano fight Jones. <laughs> all right, guys. Let me let you go. I appreciate having you guys back on the show. Everybody who's listening to this, we'll be back after this short break. Thanks, Mark. It was great. Yeah. All right. Later, guys. Have a happy right. Sunday. You too. Take care. Hi, guys. If you're looking for a good restaurant to eat and you happen to live in the Rawa area of New Jersey, check out Cheeks, Chickens, and Waffles. It's a restaurant owned by a well-known guest on my show, known as Master Lee, former MMA fighter and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt. He has a restaurant down there, so check it out. Again, it's Cheeks Chicken and Waffles. Are you looking for your next action thriller novel? Check out The Cabal. The saga begins. You can find it on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Or www.retortofamilybooks.com. That's R-I-T-O-R-T-L familybooks.com. Again, check out the next great action thriller suspense mood book called The Cabal. The saga begins. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark. Retorto. Just want to make sure that everyone's following me. Not only here on this podcast, but on my new live show that's hosted on Twitch. You can watch it at twitch.tv slash show, And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And I air a new episode every Saturday. So check it out. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built, used by all jiu-jitsu and MMA athletes to prevent skin infections. Save 15% with the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You will get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. What's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show.
subscribe button on the YouTube channel and hit the alert button so you get updates. And also, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Podcast episode is brought to you by Defense. Defense is built. Used by all Jiu Jitsu and MMA athletes. Let's get it. Podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Go to everybody we're back on the show uh welcome to the mark the shark mma show live we're live now on twitch today i got a special guest all the way from i believe you're from ireland right special guest john malanus no so known as the sales samurai how you doing today john i'm great thanks yeah i'm, I'm not actually from ireland i'm from Hello? the uk england i'm across the pond from uh yeah can you hear me okay okay yeah, yeah, you come in and kick, clear. You're the first guest ahead on a show from Europe, man. I know I have a, an audience out in Europe, but you're the first guest I've had on my show from uh, from Europe. <laughs> so what time is it over there? You guys well, are what? I, I feel quite humble to be the first. It's like 3 o'clock Yeah, it's, it, it's quarter past eight in the evening now. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I was right about five, six hours ahead. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, let's get a little bit on, of your background. Like, how did you get into the martial arts? Oh wow. Uh, well, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was into boxing when I was really young. I started off with boxing, really, and I did a bit of boxing, especially when I was in the army. I did a, a couple of years in the army, and I did a bit of boxing then. And then I came out and I didn't really do much for a few years. And then I sort of kind of fell back into uh, karate, it was. But I was I was kind of doing, uh, learning to be an instructor. So I was, I was learning to be a sensei. I, I became a sensei in the end. Uh, but while I was doing that, I was also doing door-to-door -door sales to build the classes up, the karate classes. So I that's where the sales samurai idea came from because I was selling the classes, but I was also 
learning karate at the same time. So I managed to get my black belt in the end, and uh, but I, I kind of stopped because it wasn't making any money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, I believe when you signed up on the guest form, you mentioned you entered into some kind of like tournament, some type of martial arts competition. Uh, what was it, like full contact karate or Thai boxing? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, no, the, the karate... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got a friend who runs a show in my hometown and it's called the Burf, Burfist Boxing Association. Actually, they had American fight over here, bare knuckles, so you, you just have hand wraps. But I, I fought a style which is similar to Thai boxing, but it's called left wing nine limbs, which you can actually use your head as well. So it's bare knuckle boxing, but you can like Thai boxing, but with a bit like the, do you remember the kickboxer film when he fought with Burr Knuckle, but we didn't have glass. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And how, how'd you do in that tournament? <laughs> how'd you do in that tournament? I, I did relatively well, but to be honest, it was a little bit, yeah, I did all right. But the, the issue I had was the guy was 100 kilograms and I was only 92. He was supposed to lose a lot of weight and we were going to fight at 95, but I didn't put any weight on and he didn't lose any and he was 100 kilograms. So when he was kicking me, it felt like I was hit, being hit by a train. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that, right? <laughs> and then I, uh, yeah. I noticed that it, you it, had it, a, it was a whole different... Say it again? No, I was just saying it, it, it was a whole different weight category. It shouldn't have happened, really. Yeah, I was just saying he was far too heavy. <laughs> yeah, and then was that your last competition that you did? Like after that, you were done, or did you do something else after that? Well, that was only that was kind of within the last twelve months. We were actually me and the the guy I fought were actually the first people to fight Lethway on British soil. And there's been quite a few uh, since then. But, um, I mean, I've just turned 40, so I don't know whether it's something I should pursue or whether I should just kind of train from now on. I don't know. I've not really decided yet. <laughs> and then I noticed that you have a, um, a very unique uh, website. Um, what was it? I forget the URLs. Oh, um, for sales. Like, how did you get into sales? Like your sales, the sales yeah, well, summary. Like I say, it was, it was when I was studying karate. Yeah. Okay. When I was studying to be a karate instructor, I was doing door-to-door -door canvassing for that. So that's how I kind of fell into sales. But because I sales and martial arts, that's where the sales samurai idea comes from. Okay. And then, like, what what is it that you sell? Or is it... Do you help people become better salesmen or do you sell something in particular? Well, yeah, that, that's a good question. At the moment, I sell what you call high ticket offers. So I'm, I'm, I'm selling uh, Amazon training packages that are like 4K US dollars, the 4K to invest in it. But we help build Amazon businesses so they can become six and seven figure sellers. Okay, so you're, you're more like helping other salespeople become better salespeople, correct? 
Exactly. I do offer coaching as well, like phone calls and, and like, because I've done everything from door to door to like uh, phone sales, cold calling on the phones. I've done pretty much everything. So I can kind of help people in all aspects of sales. Okay. That's interesting. And then you have your own YouTube channel for this, right? I just set it up recently, uh, so I've all this video, which was kind of. Yeah. You only have like yeah, a video? So I've, I've only just set it up recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to start putting more videos out there. The more, the moment I've only done a, it's like a basic nunchucks one. So it's literally like figure eight and like a, a cross, you know, like the figure eight and the, and the cross, like doing sticks as well. So it was just a couple of basic moves with us, nunchucks. But I'm going to start doing floors and and wrist rolls as well. So it's just like I'm going to. But I'm also going to do like self defense, a partner to help me do like open palm strikes and whatever, just all sorts of stuff. Oh, okay. So is this YouTube channel is just uh, going to be uh, showing people how to do martial arts techniques, right? Or are you going to have other stuff on there as well? As well as sales, as well. As well, well, because it's the sales samurai, it's sales as well. So I'll start off with with some kind of sales, uh, like where, where, how to prospect or some sales tips. So it's like sales, sales guidance, sales lessons, as well as martial arts combined. So it's like that's why I'm think it's it's kind of different. Oh, okay. So you're gonna have both, like, like say, like gonna teach people how to be, to yeah. become better. Yin Yang, martial arts techniques on there. Right? You got it. You got it. Uh, now, do you do you Absolutely. follow the sport of uh, mixed martial arts? You follow the UFC or both? I do indeed. I love I love MMA. I've, yeah, I, I I've kind of not seen that much of it lately. Uh, I think the last time I watched it was with um, oh, it was Pop Gregor and uh, the, the Russian Burr. What was he called? I can't remember his name. Oh, Khabib, Khabib. Yeah, Khabib, Khabib, Khabib. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a fighter. He's a, good, he's a good grappler. Yeah. Like, is there any particular UFC fighter that you follow? Um, oh, that's a good question. I actually quite like Joe Rogan. I know he, he's kind of not, he doesn't, I don't think he competes nowadays, does he? But he, he is a fighter, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, done some full contact uh, karate and. He is a legit black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. He's got actually he's got two different uh, black belts in jiu-jitsu. One from um, John Jock Machado, and then the other one is from John Jock Machado's student Eddie Bravo. So yeah, Joe Rogan's a, a legit martial artist. Yeah, I'll tell uh, you, like I was quite surprised he was a, a legit. Yeah, but is there anybody in the UFC that you follow? Yeah, like, I Gregor or cowboy or like I say I, I it's been a while since I followed the UFC I was following it years ago so I, I don't even know if they're all still fighting I mean obviously I quite like the British fighters like um what was he called the one that lost his eyeball he was from right he was from Charlie which is right near where I live um, oh really Michael Bisping oh yeah 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 the count the count Bisping yeah he's a, he's a very uh entertaining yeah. Man, yeah. I think He's made a good. He's made a good transition <laughs> yeah. over to yeah. uh, being a commentator too. I think. I think he's uh 
I think he does pretty well as a commentator. I think he has he has his own podcast too. I think, just like me. That's right. I think he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the podcast these days. Yeah, and for all guys who's watching this, don't forget that I have a podcast, and the episodes come out on Sundays. Sometimes on Fridays, but mostly on Sundays. It's called the Mark the Shark and May Show. This is the live show. But anyway, so all right, so you haven't. I mean, there hasn't been too many UFCs lately because of the COVID virus. So they've actually mm, this Saturday there's another there's a new UFC coming out with Tyrone Woodley fighting uh, Gilbert Burns. I don't know if you know who that is, but I'm kind of rooting for. Uh, I don't know how he's going to be in because I think Tyrone Woodley's a little bigger than him, but I, I think Gil I would like to see Gilbert uh, Burns wins only because he's a jiu-jitsu guy, but he's got really good striking. And because uh, I'm a jiu-jitsu guy myself, so I kind of right. root for all. I root for all the jiu-jitsu guys. <laughs> you know. Yeah, be, yeah I mean, I, I, I I like any sort of uh, style and everything. I've never really sort of touched to jiu-jitsu much. I tried up a bit, but I, I tend to sort of swear more towards striking arts. I used to quite like Machita. He was a good karate guy. He he, he kicked some ass, didn't he? Yeah, yeah very, very unique style. And it's actually, I was actually mm, surprised yeah. that it would, it would work in the um, in the cage, so to speak, you know, because he kept his hands down a lot. It did, like, though, didn't it? <laughs> kept his hands down a lot like a traditional guy. Mm. And the other guy was the uh, the Wonder Boy. I forget his real name. They call him the Wonder Boys. Like the, uh, American guys got short hair. He's a really good kickboxer. The guy's been doing uh, the martial arts since he was like five. Like he grew up with it, and um, he fights right. awkward, very awkward, like Machida. Like he fights from the side stance, and he does a lot of kicking. Yeah, yeah. So, I like I like guys that mix. I used all to up. quite like George, George Saint Pierre. He was liked a lot as well when he was fighting because he he reminded me a lot of myself because I was a, a bouncer and a karate guy as well. So we were very similar in some respects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like George St. Pierre. He's one of my favorites too. You know, like he he can do it all. Absolutely. Like he can wrestle, he can kick, he can punch. Yeah. Really good at jujitsu. Yeah. You know, and uh, what I thought was pretty Absolutely. unique about him is he would always add different elements to his training camp. Like he would add gymnastics to his training camp. And yeah. uh, from what I hear now, he is there's nothing that he can't pick up right away because he never wrestled before till he got to till he learned he had to learn how to wrestle for the mma and then he was taking down like college right. and olympic wrestlers in his training sessions you know i find that very uh no motivating so to speak you know like someone can get that good that quick you know yeah interesting so i, I must admit i like the idea of doing god I'll say that again. No, we've got quite a big gap, haven't we? That we've got a bit of a delay, haven't we? That's the problem. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say I, I'm quite in judo as well. Like that, that probably what probably one that I'd steer towards is judo rather than jujitsu because I like throwing people. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, judo's not easy, man. Judo's not easy. You gotta have no, like that technique, really good technique to get that throw. Yeah, I tried absolutely. it a little bit. I find wrestling a little bit easier. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> I find it easier to get a uh, a um, you know a, a single or a double leg than like a drop sign. You know, but I love judo. I wish I did it when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. But uh, yeah, it's, me too. It, me too. Yeah, but I find it like um, a lot of the moves to get really good at. You got to do a little. You would have to probably train a lot more in judo to get really good at judo as compared to like wrestling. I think mm, that's that's yeah. my opinion. You know, because a lot of it is a feel. You know, like you're not going to be able to yeah. force unless you're a lot stronger than the guy you're doing. You're not going to be able to force it on a guy that's resisting. Judo, you have to have a lot of technique. You know, whereas wrestling, yeah. You can bum rush the guy and, and while well, you got the legs and you can off balance and that way. Same thing with a single leg. But for shootout, you got to have like really good technique, you know, and perfect time, you know. Well, but, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe if you like, if, if, if you like wrestling so much, maybe you should visit my town. I'm, I'm from the northwest of England. So there was, have you heard of Lancashire catch wrestling? Oh, That's yeah. Where yeah catch yeah. wrestling originated. Yeah, you'd like that. Yeah, I heard of catch wrestling. Yeah, that's what Josh Barnett does, well, I think. Well, there is the, it has taken off in America now. It's getting quite big, but originally it's from Lancashire in England. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Came yeah. from England. Yeah, catch. It's called catches catch can wrestling. Yeah. Oh, I never, I never knew it was from over there. I thought it was American. Okay. Yeah. No. So you don't box anymore at all, just do the karate, right? No, I'm not. I'm not actually done karate for years. I steered towards Chinese stuff. I do sort of uh, well Muay Thai. I do. I still do Muay Thai and, and Qigong and Tai Chi and that kind of stuff. So I kind of steered towards the Chinese arts instead of the Japanese ones. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, were you a, a Bruce Lee fan growing up as a kid? Massive. Well. I used to like, to be honest with you, I was an 80s kid, so I was very much into Van Damme, like Bloodsport and kickboxing and stuff like that. Oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah. I used to like his, his movies too. Yeah. It was yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, he, he, and then he kind of changed, like it seems like a lot of those martial art actors, like they, when they make it big as a martial arts actor, they try to change their format, and then after they change their format, that's when they're, uh, career tends to go down, go down the drain, you know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I used to like I used to like Van Dam. I used to like uh, Chuck Norris, um, Steven Seagal, and uh, yeah, Seagal. Those, nin those ninja movies. Remember those ninja movies? I don't know if you saw them. In oh, England. what best, best, Which, best uh, of the best. Uh, uh, Revenge of the Ninja, Enter the Ninja. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the that, actor's name was Sho Shokusuji. I think I'm saying his name right. But yeah, I used to I, love those. What, what what about the old Chinese ones as well? Like the ones with um, the really old ones, where they were dubbed all the. All the oh, time. They were they were, old, they were brilliant. Like like Drunken yeah. Master. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, Jackie Chan, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they were brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know about what yeah. we're. In, in Europe, but when I was a kid, like uh, when I was a young teenager, like 12, 13, 14, every Saturday they would have, uh, I think it was a couple hours, they would have one channel called Kung Fu Theater, and then another one was called Black Belt Theater. 
depending on which no, channel. No way. We didn't. I've got. So you would get like two or three of two or three movies in a row. So I used to watch, you know, The Drunken Dragon with Jackie Chan, uh, The Five uh, Deadly yeah. Venom, Kung Fu Master. Then there was another one called. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I used to love all that stuff. <laughs> that was all before the UFC now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've just binge watched a lot of them recently. Then you learned what real fighting was when you saw that. You know, like, oh man, yeah, that's it. You know. carnage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark, if you've not seen it yet, you should check out Lethway. Have you Have you seen any fights yet? Lethway fights. No, I got. I got to Google it. Check gotta, it out. It's, it's called it on YouTube, it's right? Called, it's, it's called nine nine limbs. So you can use heads. You can use it's like tie boxing, but you can headbutt. You don't have gloves on, so it's it's just hand wraps. But oh, wow. you, you guy, you you can get knocked out, and as long as you can get revived in two minutes, you can carry on fighting. It's it's crazy. It's literally crazy. Yeah, I gotta look into that. I gotta look. Yeah, into you that. like just it? Gotta look into the uh, the other sport called bare knuckle fighting. Yeah. Uh, well, like I say, my, my, my friend, we've actually got it licensed in the UK now, so we can do it legally. We've got, we've had American fighters coming over and fighting on my mate's show. It's called the Burn Knuckle Boxing Association. So we actually license Burn Knuckle fights. So they just have hand wraps and medics in the in the ring and everything. Yeah, I got I got to I got to check that. I haven't really I've seen like maybe a few seconds of it on YouTube, but I haven't actually sat down and watch I'll send you some links to my friends, Sean and everything. you like it. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Now, so what do you got any uh, plans for your uh, – you said you were going to add more stuff to your YouTube channel. And then yeah. are you doing anything special with your uh, sales summary? Thing that you like to let everybody know, like if you have like any special seminars coming up or anything like that, or special website with courses on it, or yeah, well, I mean, I am sort of studying Qigong in my own time at the moment, so I've not actually got any plans to do any any courses as such, but I'm always going to be doing like demonstrations and different uh, techniques and stuff with the with the group, the 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 white the YouTube channel. So basically, all, all the anything I'm doing is going to be on there. So whether, whether it's sales techniques or advice or guidance and help with sales, or whether it's, it's like breathing techniques with qigong or, or striking techniques, whatever, I'm going to be doing a mixed bag of really. So just keep your eyes peeled on the YouTube channel. Okay. Now, have you done any like previously? Have you done any um, courses or DVDs or anything like that for your sales business? No. I I haven't actually no no. Ah, should look into that, man. Especially um, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, with the world of digital, you don't have to physically ship anything to people. Just like, uh, all right, I'll give you an example. There's a like for jujitsu people. There's a famous website called BJJ Fanatics. So they got yeah. tons of uh, instructional videos on there. You know, and you buy the course by course, like you know John Danaher. Might have one, Dean Lister, like a lot of famous world championship uh, jiu-jitsu or world-class coaches like John Denner would be on there. And you could buy the course, and as soon as you pay for it, you can watch the course because it's digital. And, you know, I was just asking because that might be a good avenue for you. Like, 
whether it's on your website or some other service or like a website called Udemy. That's like a website um, that a lot of people who do sales, uh, sales stuff like uh, lessons, you know, that might be something you may want to look yeah, at. That, I mean, yeah, still well, do YouTube things, yeah. but a lot of people use YouTube for it to get people like, oh, let me like this guy. Let me see what he does. And then within the video, they offer a training class. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good, good, good call. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. look into that. that with you, do use you to me. I'm, I'm studying the, the Qigong courses actually on there, so yeah, that's quite, quite funny you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I've actually just, uh, just for the listeners out there, had I've had a YouTube channel out there for Mark the Shark show for almost a year now, less or less than a year. Actually, I don't think this year, this is, uh, I'm on my this, this episode would probably. Like I got over 60 episodes, like with the bonus episodes I throw out there. So I got my own YouTube channel. But I, I, I maybe got like 20 videos on there, 10 or 20 videos. Some of them are just podcast form, or it's just the audio and, and the picture of the person I interview. Some of them are, once I find out about uh, this, StreamYard, I do the live feed, and then I upload it to the YouTube channel. But um, just try, I'm trying to grow it at myself. So anybody's watching, you know, make sure you follow the YouTube channel. But then what I'm also hoping to do is to, uh, to get take this over to uh, Amazon. You guys have Amazon in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm hoping to get my show on Amazon Prime. So you could be doing oh, the wow, same thing. Oh, wow, that would be brilliant. Yeah. You that could do brilliant. the same thing with your classes too because that – there's people I've seen, not a lot, but I have seen some people do instructional videos on Amazon for various things. And then you can oh, like yeah. make available to people who have an Amazon Prime account so make money as they watch it. They don't have to buy it or you can sell it and rent it to non-Amazon people. So people be on the lookout. I'm hoping I'll know by the end of this week because I uploaded a video, but there's some formatting I got to do. Hopefully it works. So if that works... I'll have my first episode on Amazon Prime this week. And then I'm, I'm hoping that, that my next podcast is to get on Roku. You guys have Roku over there? Those little Roku sticks? What was it called, sorry? Yeah. It's called Roku. Roku sticks, oh. R-O-K-U. It's no, like, uh, like, like an Amazon Fire Stick. You can plug it into your TV. And then oh, you sorry, I've got a Fire Stick. I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got a yeah, fire, it's stick. Like the I fire stick. I don't know if they're popular in the UK, right. but it's the, it's the alternative. So what people have on oh, there, right. you can watch Netflix, uh, Hulu, the news, but people, you can also have your own channel on there. So I'm looking to get my uh, Mark the Shark channel on there as well. <laughs> well, we'll if, see. I, if, if, if you do get that up. I'll definitely check that out if you get that on there because I've got a fire stick, so I'll be interested in doing that, watching that. Yeah. All right, so we're getting ready to wrap up. So if anybody wanted to learn more about you and your sales or like to learn about you in general, like where's the, how can they learn more about you? Is there a certain website or a Facebook page? Like what do you, how do people want to, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I do have, you could just find me on uh, on Facebook. It's just John Molyneux. That, that's J-O-H-N-M-O-L-Y-N-E-U-X. Or I've got a, a Facebook group called International Entrepreneurs and Coaching Community. 
I might be changing the name of that soon because I do have a a podcast as well called The Success Breed Success Show. And that's available on most platforms, Spotify, Apple, whatever. So, yeah, I've got that as well. That's where I speak to pretty much anybody that's having success in whatever they're doing. So I've spoken to uh, actors. I had Jack O'Halloran, you know, the uh, he was in Superman, uh, Superman 2. He was the villain, you know, the big villain in the black suit. He was also yeah, a heavyweight yeah, yeah. boxer. He was, he was also a heavyweight boxer as well, a really good fighter as well. He's, he had a good record, uh, which, which was quite interesting speaking to him. So, yeah, I've spoken to him and, and Sean Kernan, he was uh, he was the villain in Karate Kid 3. So we were talking karate and all sorts and it was good. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi and all that. So, yeah, it, it, it's a good show. So you can check me out on there as well. Okay. What was the name of your podcast again? The Success Breeds Success Show. All right. So there you go. John Marlowe's got the Success Breeds Success podcast. And then you have a website too, right? Yeah, that's callstars.com. C-A-L-L-S-T-A-R-Z.com. Ah, uh, okay. All right. I'm going to make sure, like, when I put this in podcast format, to put the links. And when I put the – so I think I have it from your contact information website, so I'll put that in the, in the description. And then when it goes on YouTube. But anyway, it was great having you on the show. Uh, hopefully, I get to see you again. Hopefully, I get to be on your show as well. We can talk about that offline. I, I look forward. I look forward to having Mark the Shark on my show as well. Hundred percent. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll shoot you an email later. Definitely. All right, man. So enjoy Absolutely. the rest of your day. It's a pleasure. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you guys are watching this live, the show yep. is over. But if you're listening to this in podcast format, keep listening because there's more content to follow. Take care. Cheers. Hey, everyone. It's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. All right, guys. This is Mark the Shark, and I got some great news. If you subscribe to my email list on my website, I will email you a promo code that will allow you to save 20% on any MMA gear or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gear put out by Hypnotic. All you have to do is go to www.marktheshark.mmashow.com and that is Mark with a C and not a K and subscribe to my email list. Go ahead and subscribe today. Marcus Sander was a normal family man till he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned and tortured. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. All right, guys. You can keep up to date 
and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And that's on Twitter at Mark BJJ Fighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And of course on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. It's Mark, M-A-R-C, underscore, Retorto, R-I-T-O-R-T-L. Keep up to date and follow us. All right, guys, this is Mark the Shark Retorto, letting you know that you can visit my website, www.marktheshark.mmashow.com. You can get our podcast episodes on there. And you can also shop the swag, get your hoodies, get your t-shirts, get your hats. It's all on there for both men and women. We do not discriminate. Go out there and check it out. www.marktheshark.mmashow.com Hi everyone, just want to make a note to all the fans that are listening to this podcast, we appreciate any donation you can make to keep this podcast up and running, no matter how small, anyway from a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. To make a donation, all you have to do is go to my website, www.markthesharkmmashow, and click on the donation button on the first page. It's that easy. Again, it's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. This is a coupon queen pen from the CQP Moments podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Hey, to all the listeners out there who are bruised up from the martial arts training, CBD products are a great way to ease the pain by reducing inflammation. It also helps with anxiety and your mood. In fact, there's a great company out there in Colorado by the name of Caniovia that sells great CBD products. Get more information from Caninovia.com. That's C-A-N-N-O-V-I-A.com. In fact, when you go to the website, Cananobia.com, and use the promo code MarkTheSharkMMAShow, you'll save 30% on all of their products. So check out their website today. for more amazing episodes. All right, guys, we're at the end of our show. This is Mark Retorto. I'm signing off. 
And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. It's called The Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget, if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book, to buy my book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.